I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Welcome back. We are the Peach Basket, voice of the fan, home of fan experts. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans. Tonight, we continue our NBA 2021-22 season team previews with... Probably one of the most exciting teams in the NBA this season. Certainly a team that should be one of the most exciting teams in the NBA this season. The Chicago Bulls? I'm not kidding. I we, We've been doing this, these team previews now, for a couple of weeks. And I'll, I'll be honest, and I, and I don't mean any disrespect to the teams that came before. I'm most excited to talk about these Bulls, um, which is wild. Because the Bulls haven't been worth talking about <laughs> for a while, but this team is worth talking about. I'm excited also to be joined by Noah Getkin, who'll be covering the Bulls with us this season. Um, he, I know, is just as excited to talk about this team as I am. So, Noah, welcome. I hope you had a good offseason and are ready to talk Bulls basketball. Definitely, definitely. It was it was an exciting <laughs> offseason as a Bulls fan, so... I, I don't think it can get much better. So let, let's let's dive right in. Um, the first thing I, I, I kind of want to throw out is, um, you know, there's a lot of drama in the NBA right now coming out of Brooklyn, uh, coming out of Philadelphia. Um, it's nice uh, to know that Chicago is drama-free. I mean, we're literally going to talk basketball tonight. And I only say that because yesterday we, we we talked Philadelphia 76ers and, you know, we talked a lot about other things. But tonight it's just basketball, which which is cool. Let's talk um, – and we're going to follow the same process that we've done for all the other teams. We're going to start first with – and this is kind of exciting. Who's new on the Bulls this season? I know there's some really, really nice additions. So go ahead and give us that list first, Noah. Sounds good. Um, it's a pretty long one given the yeah. – the shifts made this this offseason. But the new guys include um, Lonzo Ball, um, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Tony Bradley, um, Marco Simonovic, um, a rookie. Pretty pretty exciting there. Um, Io DeSumo, another rookie. Um, Derek Jones Jr., Matt Thomas, Alizé Johnson, Johnson, Tyler Cook, and as of yesterday, Bryce Alford. So pretty Pretty long list there. That's like half the team, um, but there, there's the biggest some, there's acquisitions some... there. Go ahead. The I the big three there are Lonzo, Caruso, and DeRozan for sure. Yeah. Um, the rest we'll probably see a couple guys get cut in the next week or so. But with those that new big three, 
alongside Levine and Vucevic is is a pretty exciting trio. So let's take those guys one by one because because I agree. I, I think I think any one of those guys to your team is is a big story, right? Chicago got all of them, um, and, and that's 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 pretty impressive. Uh, I want to start with 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 uh, Lonzo Ball. Uh, he came out. Um, Got drafted by the Lakers. A lot of fanfare. Magic Johnson, you know, was was talking talking him up as the face of the franchise. For whatever reason, and, and I think at the end of the day, it was really just a lack of patience um, with with the Lakers front office. They, they 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 stopped waiting, or he wasn't who they thought he was going to be, and they let him go. Um, but I look at this guy now, and and, and I just I, I'm I'm amazed. I think he's still a jump shot away a consistent jump shot away from being just really phenomenal. But his court vision, the way he handles a team um, is about as good as it gets. I always thought that he would be, if, if, if he just embraced it, he could be Ricky Rubio, which is no knock. Ricky Rubio is a solid player. Um, but I, I think that he wanted to be Magic Johnson, right? He wanted to be just a little bit better than that. Um, I think he's settling into his role, and uh, I just think he's a great acquisition. What do you what What are your thoughts on, on Lonzo Ball, and what does Chicago think about him? Well, um, the biggest thing with Lonzo is clearly his willingness to improve as a player over the past few years, um, especially at the evolution of his jump shot. Um, I'm assuming many fans remember his super clunky release when he came in, just cocking it to the side. Not great, but his his form is 100% different. Um, it's a really smooth, smooth shot now. Uh, last season, he attempted eight threes a game, which is a pretty solid clip. Um, he shot almost uh, 38%, so above average. Nothing yeah. crazy, but pretty solid. And basically two-thirds of his shots came from three-point range, which when he entered the league, they're – there were a bunch of comparisons to Jason Kidd and, of course, Magic Johnson going to the Lakers. Yeah. But but he really um, adjusted his game to be really good. Um, I don't want to say sidekick because that kind of knocks his game a bit. But he's figured out how to not be the primary ball handler on a team while still having the skills to, to help out um, on a decent team. So definitely a good pickup for the Bulls so that Levine can – can play off ball most of the time because he's a decent playmaker, but you're not going to have a successful playoff team if Levine's essentially your point guard. So. Right. No, agreed. And, and in ball, you get what is getting to be kind of a rarity in the NBA. And that is kind of a a pure point guard. This is a guy who who likes the dish, who, who gets as much of a thrill off of a really nice pass as he does making a shot. And, and those guys are, kind of rare um you know traditional you know chris paul type point guard um and y'all got one of them and 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 uh, and in his in his prime i mean just entering his prime i mean that that's amazing it's really 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 exciting um all right let's shift then to kind of the elder statesman uh demar Rosen. you know i thought he was going to just dominate with the spurs uh, and he didn't he was good he was very good. He was very consistent. Um, but, you know, I thought maybe he would just be a little bit better. And I and I wonder what happened in San Antonio. Um, 
But then I'm thinking, you know what? That's just who DeMar DeRozan is. He's just a solid guy. He's he's not going to be flashy. He's going to hit the mid-range shot. He's going to give you you know good defense. He's 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 good. He's just a solid solid piece. I I like that these Bulls picked up someone like that because you need what you're lacking. I think is that veteran presence, and you got it in DeMar DeRozan. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think DeRozan. Well, first, his game in San Antonio, when he first got there, um, it really was just a your turn, my turn offense between him and LaMarcus Aldridge, which isn't going to be – I mean, they were winning a bunch of games, but definitely not a contender if that's your system. And over the few years he was there, he evolved into more of a, a team player offensively. Um, he didn't need to hold the ball for 15 seconds of the shot clock to get to his shot. Um, he, he learned to play alongside those young guys there. Um, still not a great defender, pretty horrible actually, but, but his game did evolve a bit and he's still not a three point shooter, which everyone's been right complaining about for years, but he averaged plenty of assists well over the, the league average for his position. And, um, that's really what I'm looking for as a Bulls fan is we definitely don't need someone to stand with the ball for 20 seconds. And if we do, it's definitely, it shouldn't be DeRozan um, on this team. So having him as more of a passer, um, definitely if considering we'll probably be a playoff team, having a guy who can hit mid-range jumpers, especially through some pretty solid defense is definitely going to be helpful. So, but that. And that's his bread and butter, right? I mean, hitting that mid-range shot. Yeah. Yeah, and he's figured out how to get to it um, off ball. Um, it used to be he really had to create his own shot himself. But um, over the last two years, especially in San Antonio, he got better at coming off shorter screens, um, creating his own space just off of some cuts. And, um, yeah, definitely that team play really improved. So Nice. You know, it, it, it's funny. I've said on these shows from time to time that I'm a West Coast guy uh, and I really don't know the East Coast teams as well and the East Coast players as well. Um, and I think of Domar as, a, as an East Coast guy because he spent so much time in Toronto and I really didn't watch him a lot in San Antonio. And, and, and my perception of him was always a solid defender, not a great one by any stretch, but you just, I mean, you, you, clearly corrected me <laughs> so yeah. I, yeah i guess he, I, I you know it's interesting and and, and I, I don't have anything to go off of that except for games that i've seen him play so the only assumption i can make is he must have had a really good defensive game against the lakers or the clippers and i thought well this guy's okay but i guess collectively if you look at his whole career that's just not who he is right yeah yeah he can he can stay in front of a ball handler but if he gets right. hit by a screen he is not gonna recover <laughs> If if you're if he's guarding a cutter, he's really really prone to getting lost out there, just left alone in a corner with no one to guard. So not not to the extent that Harden had the reputation of being in Houston, but right. there were some years, especially in Toronto, where it was pretty bad having him in the postseason, especially against LeBron. It was really exposed at that point. Right. Yeah, and LeBron's going to do that to some players, no matter how good a defender they are. Exactly. All right, let, let's talk about another guy uh, then. Um, and then I want to call out just a couple other names that, that I'm excited about, I think, in Chicago. But Alex Caruso is just an absolute stud. And, and I think you guys are going to fall in love with him. 
he was the guy, you know, who, who came up with the Lakers, a great story here, two-way guy who just kind of found his way. He's not particularly great at anything, but he's good at everything. He will get steals. He will be a good defender. He will take the charge. Uh, he's going to block shots. He's going to throw down dunks that are going to energize the crowd. He is so good. And we got to see bits and pieces of that uh, in L.A., and I think kind of like Lonzo Ball, he he's he's settled into who he is. He knows his role. He's 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 not one of those guys who's going to pout coming off the bench. He's just a team guy, man, who is just a, a really, really solid player. He doesn't make mistakes. He just goes out there and, and he has solid games. His, his box score isn't going to show stuff. You know, he, he will have, you know, 0 for 4 nights. But you look at his, you know, he, he had four steals, 20 minutes and no turnovers, right? He's going to always contribute. And He's the kind of guy that every championship team dating back to when the NBA started, every team had a player like Alex Caruso. He's that good. He's an, an important piece. Um, so I haven't watched the Bulls. I've seen a couple of highlights in the preseason, but how is he kind of acclimating to Chicago and the team? And, and, and are you all as excited about him as I am uh, for you guys to have him? Um, I've been a huge Alex Caruso fan. I didn't follow him in college, but um, being from Iowa, uh, I follow the G League because we have a team here in Des Moines. So I did get to see him a few years ago, and he was just on a whole different level when it comes to basketball IQ, especially as he got a few years older than most of those other guys. Um, So the Lakers definitely found a diamond in the rough with him. Um, In the preseason, there's lineups that they're putting out there with ball, Levine and Caruso and the transition game between those three is right. Unbelievable. It is so much fun. So much fun. So yeah, no, it, it, exciting. To exciting. Now, now I'm going to go down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Um, we, we, we were already kind of about halfway into this. We've not gotten past the first question, <laughs> but I mean, it's a lot to talk about. You said it at the start. Um, the one concern I have, and this is just me talking, and I know you're going to share your concern. That's part of it, part of our process here. But the one concern I have, and you mentioned some of the lineups, I don't see a lot of height on this team. Uh, the Chicago Bulls look like a small ball team, and and in and of itself, that that's fine. I mean, that's certainly proven to work in the NBA. But uh, I mean, has that been brought up? I mean, are the Bulls kind of settling into? a small ball team that's just going to run and, you know, just kind of maybe suffer in terms of rim protection. Yeah. um, I feel like offensively, since we have Vucevic, um, we can compete against other small ball teams. If a team's going to play small against us, we'll just put Vooch on the block and he's going to put up 30. Um, But if you, if we're playing a team, we definitely don't have a lineup that can compete with the 76ers, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We don't really have a rim protector. Technically, we have Tony Bradley. And if you look at his like per 36-minute numbers coming off the bench, he's really efficient um, and a great, a great defender as far as guarding a pick and roll. But he's not the kind of guy you can play 30 minutes against a stud big man. So right. that's definitely one of our biggest weaknesses. But we have... Once Patrick Williams comes back from that injury, um, he has the the strength and the weight <clears throat> to guard um, bigger forwards. I wouldn't say any we have anyone who can guard an Embiid or a Jokic 
or even do. an Anthony Davis, but I don't think many teams do. So I don't see right. that as a, a huge weakness, but, but no small ball is definitely the recipe here. Um, during the preseason, since Williams was out, um, Donovan was playing Javante green at the four spot, who is a six, four guard previously. Um, he played half his minutes at point guard last season. Um, and he's out there playing the power forward spot. Did pretty well. Um, active hands, got some steals. Nice. Uh, you can switch a lot defensively when you go small like that. But it's um, the Cavaliers, the third preseason game, just decided to play three seven-footers um, <laughs> in their starting lineup, and it was rough at first. Uh, marking in at the three was not something that Donovan was expecting. So, Right. Um, that could be they trouble. got Taco Fall now too, don't they? The Cavs. Yep. Outstanding. Yep. I'm sorry I missed that game. All right. I mean, we could we could talk I honestly a lot just about who's new. I like Derek Jones Jr. He's a human highlight film. Um there's there's I look up and down this roster and there's just a lot of really, really solid role players. Um and you you've got the guys that I, I think are you know, ready. I think Zach is ready to to kind of take over that. I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar, but he's a star. Um, and you need a player like that. Um, so let's let's transition quickly then to to who left, who is no longer with the Bulls. Yeah. Um since we're cutting it a little short on time, there are a lot of guys that either we knew were leaving, like Otto Porter Jr who wouldn't really have contributed much to our lineup this year. Um, guys like him, Sadoransky, Daniel Tice, we knew they were on their way out, um, so yeah. they weren't huge losses. Um, the one notable thing is we parted with, technically it was in the middle of last season, but Wendell Carter Jr., um, who was a decent defender. Um, and then in the offseason, we parted with Thaddeus Young and Markinen. Um, So we really just traded away all of our big men. Um which, as we as we were talking about, means we can play small, um, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a style shift. So it'll yeah. probably take take a few a few weeks, if not um, ten to fifteen games, even to fully figure out exactly what our rotation looks like, especially right. with Kobe White and Patrick Williams hurt. So that that could help us get off to a slower start than expected. But you know, Phil Jackson yeah. used to say that you know, people would ask him about his team and he said, ask me after Thanksgiving, right? Cause he always thought that it would take at least that much time to really get your identity. Um, and especially when you have as many new people and not just new people, but new important people. These are, these are people, you know, ball is going to get 30 minutes. Uh, Caruso is going to get 20, 25. I'd assume DeMar is going to get 25, 30. These are key cogs. It's going to take a while for, for them to figure it all out. Um, so, yeah, I, I think teams like this generally tend to struggle at the start of the season just because they're new. Um, even, you know, uh, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and um, – oh, my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. He just went to the Hall of Fame. Chris Who's the other big three? Chris Bosh. Okay, I'm embarrassed. I'm editing that part out. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, but even those three guys, right, I think started off three and four or something or 0 oh and three. They, they, they had to figure it out. Uh, and of course they did. Uh, and I think this team will too. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I always ask the who's in, who's out question because you like to kind of apples to oranges, you know, at least apples to apples it really. Um, and, and look, and, and I think it's safe to say that while the style shift has changed, the caliber of players the Chicago Bulls got against who they left, this is an upgraded team. This team is better than they were last season. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We traded a lot of, I wouldn't say mediocre. Some of these players are pretty decent. Right. They're good. Um, but we traded them and a lot of draft capital, really, um, yeah. to bring on um, older players like DeRozan and even Vucevic um, at the end of last season um, on pretty decent-sized contracts. And, I mean, there's a tampering investigation going on about the Lonzo deal, but oh, yeah. um, we were the first to get to him. Uh, don't really know what the fallout is going to be for that. Probably going to be just a second-round pick. Um, just like the Bucks um, two seasons ago with Bogdanovich, um, he ended up going to Atlanta. But, but no other right. thing than Ball, it was really just letting some of the older guys or guys who just didn't fit the new style go in free agency. No real major losses, and just trading up. Right. So, good moves. Outstanding. Agreed. All right. So now the big question becomes. What can this team do? Uh, it's always an unfair question when you've got a team that's so new, but we know that they kind of traded up. This team is better. Um, I, I mean, I have my thoughts, but I, you're the expert. I I, I, I will absolutely concede uh, to you, but I, I, I want to share and you know my thoughts after you share yours. What's the ceiling for the Chicago Bulls this season? Um, so I kind of look at the conference in four tiers. I'm not going to go too into it, but there's really the contenders um, at the top. Right. Then there's um, the competitors. Um, then there's, I don't know, I have a solid name, but they're just the middle teams. They're not horrible. Mm -hmm. um, but if they make the playoffs, they're definitely not winning in the first round. And then there's the rebuilding teams. So I think the Bulls fall into that B tier um, as competitors, um, mm -hmm. which is a pretty big, group i think this season i think the two contenders given the drama that's going on are just brooklyn and, and milwaukee because if harden and durant are pretty healthy i feel like without Kyrie, that team's still a contender um mm -hmm. but philly dropped to that second tier because of Embiid's health concerns that team was so good because when he's out you can essentially run simmons at the five and have a slightly different offense, but still have a pretty consistent team um, without that chemistry, or if there's a move or a holdout at any point during the season, yeah. they're, they're, they're not going to be as competitive. So I think the Bulls, the highest we could probably go is a, a, the three seed if everything mm -hmm. went perfectly. Um, but I don't see us dropping below seven or maybe eight. Um, but hopefully, average case, I'd say, we're not in the play-in. I would be disappointed if we're 7 to 10. That would be a little low. Yeah. No, agreed. And I think that's exciting talk, right, for the Chicago Bulls. I mean, not just to say, listen, we're a playoff team, but we're, we're going to be a good playoff team. We're going to make some noise in the playoffs. That's exciting. Um, what's interesting to me about the East, and we've alluded to the drama, 
the the Phillies might be a different team. The Phillies. I don't know why I keep saying that. I've said that yesterday too. The Sixers might be a different team um, after the Simmons issue is resolved. Uh, the Nets might be a very different team. Uh, we just don't know. And 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 even if they stay the same, you know, that that inner turmoil is just not good for a team, man. So we those there, there, there's big question marks coming out of two of the top teams in the East. And, you know, you knocking Philly down, I get it. I understand that. That makes sense. I think the Nets are, are close, right? I, of course, you got the, you know, the greatest shooters in the world on that team. Uh, but, but the Kyrie stuff causes issues. Um, the Bucks are solid. So when I look at this, yeah, I, 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 not only is are the Bulls a playoff team, I think the Bulls are a home court advantage in the first round playoff team and i think that's got to be the goal and that's what i'm putting on the whiteboard if i'm the coach that's our goal that's where we want to be uh and that's realistic which is cool um all right concern what 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 do you think could go wrong um with these guys um hate to ask it but we've we've asked everybody so i'm asking you yeah um i've been thinking about it I feel like that fifth starter um, could take longer than Thanksgiving, so to speak, to figure out um, if we're trying to be a home court advantage team in the playoffs. Um, If Patrick Williams comes back anything less than in peak physical fitness, um, I don't think we can rely on him as that fifth guy. And we don't really have a lot of depth. Um, and where we do, it's not very consistent guys like Derek Jones Jr. can have incredible nights, but there's yeah. also been nights where he's out there as by far the squeakiest wheel on the mm-hmm. court. So um, that could be dangerous in some pretty key games through November and December. Um, the other piece is just figuring out pairings for substitutions in that starting lineup. Um, I noticed my my big observation in the preseason was they consistently were playing Levine and Vucevic together where one was in the, the other was pretty consistently always in and mm. then Lonzo and DeRozan and Lonzo and DeRozan did not look good. Um, mm. But, but Levine and Vucevic are incredible defense uh, offensively. You just give the two of them half the court. They're basically unstoppable with both of their skill oh. sets. Um, so f- figuring that out, do we sacrifice some from that one pairing and switch it up, um, trying to develop chemistry there with some new guys? But like we said, that could be solved by Thanksgiving. Um, and of course, there's always the looming contract for Zach Levine. Um, to be fair, uh, he has said that he wants to stay in Chicago. Um, but if Chicago decides not to give him the maximum amount, um, I can see him being offended and changing his stance there. Or if we just come out and suck somehow, if something goes wrong, we're not competitive. We're stuck with two, three $80 million deals between Lonzo, Lucevic and DeRozan and Levine doesn't want to stay. The bulls are back where we were. So that's really the scary part there as a a long-term bulls fan is there's a really bright future and there's also a really dark future with these new signings. So um, we'll see how that goes. But it, it, a lot of people are worried about the defense. I'm not. Um, Donovan's a defensive coach. Um, he's been top 10 um, in defense every season he's been in the NBA, except for last year 
which he had that Bulls team as the 11th best defense. Uh, so I feel like if we're a, by far a top 10 offense with these guys, if we're a top half of the league defense, we'll be, we'll be pretty set. So. Outstanding. I, I was going to, you know, comment on, you know, it could be great. The future, it could be really bad. And it, I, you know, I laugh because I mean, that I think it's the story for literally every GM in the league, right? They, they put the team together you know, they roll the dice and, and they just hope for the best, but you just don't know what's going to happen. Of course, injuries, hate to talk about them, but they happen and they derail teams. But then you've got those weird little things, you know, salary negotiations. Player A thinks he's worth player B salary. And and then all of a sudden the chemistry is off and just things get get off the rails without, you know, just because sometimes it's just so precarious, right? Um, but I, I, I mean, from the outside looking in, it looks like the Bulls did a great job. I think they've got a core that's going to figure it out. They've got a Billy Donovan is a really, really good coach uh, who should be able to, you know, you, you, your first concern was, you know, figuring it all out, basically, if I could paraphrase. And I think Billy Donovan's going to figure it all out. He's good at doing just that. And these are not the players that are on the screen right now. If you happen to be watching the video, these are good players. These are not, you know, rookies. These are guys who've been on the, in the league for a while. They'll figure it out. Uh, I wish I would have added Alex Caruso here. In hindsight, I'm, I'm mad at myself for not putting his face in here somewhere. I should have done that. The Mount Rushmore, well, plus one uh, of the Chicago Bulls this season. All right. Well, yeah, it sounds like the concerns are, are certainly there and every team has them, but for the most part, things are looking rosy, I think, and that's 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 phenomenal. We're going to end with this. I've asked everybody. Uh, I'll ask you again. Bold prediction for the Chicago Bulls. I know you got one. What is it? Um, technically, I have two. Uh, the okay. first one is that we'll be in the, the conference finals. Um, wow. I feel like okay. some, some team will either collapse or suffer an injury due to riding their couple guys. Um, and the Bulls not being in the playoffs very often have a lot of rest on a lot of these dudes. Right. Um, so I feel like if injuries are a factor, and they always are, I feel like we're one of the teams that can make it that far. So I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think we'll be in the finals. But the conference finals, that's that's my my bold prediction. Um, right. The second one is Levine being an all-NBA player, um, which if, if that's where we're at and Levine's the best player on – a conference finals team or a conference finals caliber team. Um, I can see that happening. Uh, Popovich was raving about him during the Olympics, um, talking about how it's very rare to see someone with his adaptability and his drive as far as forming his game to just be a winner. Um, so that's been really exciting as a Bulls fan to see. So I think he'll pull that off. You know, he's come a long way. Um, I remember as a rookie, he was he was a dunker, and that was kind of it. Um, he's he's evolved his game, you know, and it's to the point now where you know he takes a shot, and he he's one of those caliber players that you know when he takes a big shot, you just expect it to go in, um, and it's great to see, you know, because not everybody you know does that. Some players wilt under the pressure of, of really taking that next step up, but but he's done it. Um, and I think, yeah, he's a key piece. You need somebody like that. You need a superstar star type player 
to be a conference final team for the most part. Uh, but yeah, that's a bold prediction. I, I don't know that many would have the Bulls in the Eastern Conference final, but you know, you'd be silly to be surprised if it happens because this is a solid, solid team. Outstanding. Great review. Uh, great um, conversation. Um, you you hinted at this, so I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Noah wrote a great article about Zach Levine, and, and it is Levine, right? Levine? It's Levine. Yep. Levine. Gonna, and he's, he's, he went to school here, man, and I'm embarrassed that I didn't know that. That's twice. Two things I should edit, but I won't. Um, he has a really great article about Zach's intention of staying in Chicago and what that means to the Bulls. So we're going to go ahead and post that as soon as we make this uh, video available. Um, Noah, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Great re uh, recap, great review of the Chicago Bulls. It's going to be a fun, fun season for sure. Uh, once again, we're the Peach Basket. Voice of the fan, home of fan experts, just like Noah, we exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. If you're watching this video and you got this far and you're a passionate basketball fan, go to our site, thepeachbasket.net, click right with us, and uh, we would love to talk to you about uh, joining us on one of these shows, writing with us, uh, joining us on our Saturday show called Run It Back NBA Week in Review, which is set to begin in a couple of weeks. We exist to amplify your voice. That's why we're here. Appreciate the time. Thanks very much. Next up are the Orlando Magic, uh, which are, are scheduled for tomorrow. And I got to say, I got to call out. Yesterday, I said that uh, the next up team was going to be the Charlotte Hornets. And these are not the Charlotte Hornets. These are the Chicago Bulls. So my bad. Uh, uh, the Hornets are on tap for the weekend. But next up for sure, Orlando Magic. No, appreciate the time. Thanks very much. Thank you. Glass right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it for news on LA hoops. Come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up. You can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket.